Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on yet another Wednesday, Hump Day, today being the 22nd of June 2022. And I believe today is, it's either today or yesterday, is the winter solstice here in Australia, which means that, I think that means that it's the shortest day in terms of, of light. Uh, and from now on, it starts to get longer in terms of the days. Not in terms of time, because we've only got a certain amount of time available to us, but in terms of the light that we have each and every day, it starts to get longer today. So we are in the middle of winter. It is very cold here, although it hasn't been raining over the last day or so. It's uh, It's been pretty nice weather, but cold, but uh, looking forward to getting more light as we get more and more towards uh, the warmer months of the year. So wherever you are in the world, I trust you've had a phenomenal start to the working week and you're making every post a winner, taking advantage of those opportunities that are in front of you. And so in today's episode, before we jump in, we're going to talk about servant leadership and how servant leadership is powerful sales leadership. Before we do that, of course, if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please do yourself a favor and your team a favor by pressing subscribe on the platform you're listening to. Or of course, if you are listening on the Apple platform, please press follow because that will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be digested and hopefully implemented in terms of the content that I share. Uh, But also another big favor, if you can please rate the show and uh, leave a comment as well, what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, any specific topics you'd like me to talk about on the show. It's uh, it's great, great feedback first and foremost, but it does make it a little bit easier for other people who are looking for content around sales and sales leadership to more readily find the podcast on the platforms that you are listening to. So that is uh, a couple of things out of the way as we start this particular episode. So uh, I haven't recorded a podcast this week. I've um, had the privilege of working with a great team of leaders at one of the Australia's most um, uh, iconic brands. And I'll talk about, maybe I'll talk about that tomorrow in terms of some of the leadership stuff we spoke about. But today I wanted to talk a little bit about sales leadership from the position of servant leadership. And I was reflecting on this over the weekend and it actually came up in the leadership program I ran for the last couple of days as well. And that is that Many sales leaders, and if you're not in sales, this equally applies for you as well, but many sales leaders, when they transition from an individual contributor role to a sales leader, and many of them make that transition based on their performance as an individual contributor, and they're considered by the business to being in the top right-hand quartile, which means high performance and high potential. So the next logical step for them is to step into a leadership role. And uh, often they don't get the transition plan, the support, the mentoring, the coaching to make that transition a successful one. Uh, but they, what they tend to do is they continue to demonstrate the behaviors that they were utilizing as a salesperson. They love the hunt and they get excited by the prospect of winning a deal. Now, I've seen this hundreds, if not thousands of times. And very often what this can lead to is lead to disempowerment and dis- depositioning, disengagement. And what I often talk about is disintermediation of your sales team in the eyes and in front of customers. And classic example is 
a sales letter that comes in at a certain point in a negotiation where the sales executive probably hasn't been able to cut through and get the final deal done. Maybe there's some discount thresholds they can't go over. Sales letter comes in, negotiates a deal, gets the deal, conditions the customer in that in that process to say, well, if we really want anything done with this organization, then I'm not going to go to the sales executive. I'm going to go directly to the sales manager because this sales manager is the one that is making the decisions. And what tends to happen in the process is the sales executive is sitting there thinking, well, I have no authority. I have no empowerment. The customer is now looking at me as not being a decision maker or an influencer, which can very easily, very readily change the positioning of that particular sales executive in the eyes of their customer. The other challenge I see as well when sales leaders come in, and particularly when they make the transition from individual contributor, is when it comes to leading their team, certainly in the first, say, 60 to 90 days, they often find themselves looking at solving teams' problems, and the team is always going to test the sales leader to solve the problems. Now, I made this mistake myself when I first made the transition from individual contributor to sales leader. My team were testing me every single day uh, until I realized that I was developing an environment that was not productive and certainly wasn't healthy. But certainly going through that process, and this is what a lot of sales leaders suffer from in the first, say, 60 to 90 days is, and sometimes longer depending on the sales leader, um, going through and solving teams' problems, believing that this is the way to actually build trust and build respect within the teams and thinking, well, this is the way to serve the team and this is the way to lead the team, and it's not. And I actually certainly believe that uh, until I discovered that solving the team's problems for them was actually creating an environment of codependency, which I talk a lot about. And if you've been listening to the podcast a while, you would have heard me talk about codependency versus independence and how developing an environment of codependency actually doesn't create any servitude whatsoever. It's not helping the team. It's actually not serving the team. What it is, it's creating people who become reliant wholly and solely on you to solve problems and do things for them. And what in the process happens is you as the sales leader also become dependent on your team to come to you to solve the problems because it feels great to be able to solve the problems all the while thinking that I'm serving the team and thinking that I'm actually building trust and respect with the team. It doesn't work. The key here is to develop an independent thinking within the team so that people can think for themselves so that when you actually have the conversation with them, the quality of the conversation is a significantly higher quality conversation. And here's the thing. Great sales leaders recognize that there is a different way and there is a better way. And this is where servant leadership comes into it. And the title of today's podcast is Servant Leadership is Powerful Sales Leadership. And by serving the team and not creating an environment of codependency, we actually get to the position where the team has the opportunity to be sustainably successful. Now, one of the key areas we did talk about in this leadership program over the last couple of days is the concept of what happens to the team's performance when the leader is not there. Now, the leader could be off on a different project, the leader could be away for a couple of days, could be on leave, whatever the case might be. What happens when the leader is away? Does the effort, does the aptitude, does the conversation continue? Does it rise or does it fall? Because one of the things we talked about yesterday uh, was that sometimes leaders, when they're not in the environment, the level of effort and level of performance and the attitude of the team starts to drop. And it's almost like there's this there's these unwritten ground rules or there's this intense pressure or implied pressure that when the when the leader's around, that's when everybody needs to be on, on their best behavior. And when the leader's not, it's time to slacken off. Now, that is not the environment that we as leaders want to create. And when I'm talking about servant leadership, you might think in, thinking that servant leadership is all about serving the team, and it is. But what it is not about, it is not serving the team to the point where you're doing things for the team. It's about 
having the conversations that you need to have around performance. It's setting performance expectations. It's thinking about what are the standards of excellence that need to be in place. It's all the things that we as great leaders are wanting to think about so that we've got some independent thinking within the team, but also they know exactly what is expected of them that doesn't require the leader to be there in order for those expectations to be realized. And that's what real servant leadership is about, giving empowerment and uh, encouragement to the team to take the initiative and not be wholly and solely dependent on the team manager or the sales leader to actually do things for them or to spoon feed activities or instructions to their team. And this is the big distinction here. So sales leadership, as I often said, is not necessarily for the faint-hearted and and is not for everybody. But the importance of making the transition from that individual contributor where the focus is almost entirely on us as an individual to get the results, making that transition to a sales leader which all of a sudden the, the focus needs to come off ourselves as a sales leader and be placed entirely on the team and help them become successful is where many people trip up. And this is where a lot of the codependent relationships are born from. It's, the, it's almost like the hardwired desire of the sales leader to continue the traits that they had as a sales individual contributor. So right now, as you reflect on your own sales leadership career and where you're at, whether you've been in, in sales leadership for you know a very short period of time, whether you're about to embark on a sales leadership career, or whether you've been in sales leadership for a while, just ask yourself this question. Are you a servant leader? Now, what is a servant leader? Well, a servant leader is a sales leader who first and foremost values people. What they do is they seek opportunities to unleash the potential of their people, and then they get out of the way. And this is the big one. It's not doing things for them. It's certainly not saying to your sales team, hey, this is how you do it because this is how I've done it. It doesn't need to be prescriptive. It's giving people bandwidth to explore their own career, their own approaches, because they may actually find different ways and better ways to do things, to get things done than what you have. But what it is, is about how do I value this person as an individual? How do I adjust my style based on that individual being a different type of person, how they think, how they behave? how they process information, and therefore the biggest one is getting out of the way, not doing things for them, and certainly not looking over their shoulders. So first and foremost, do you value people? A servant leader is also a sales leader that will demonstrate constantly this thing called humility. What they do is they step back so that their team can step up. One of the biggest challenges I've seen with many, many sales leaders making this transition is all of a sudden they recognize that it's not about them. And for some of them, it's really, really difficult to let go to the point where they want to be at the center of the deal. They want to be the the person who actually closes the deal because they get this high of closing this deal and getting a hit of dopamine or oxytocin, whatever the case might be. They just love the thrill of the hunt and the thrill of winning the chase. And when it comes to the end of year sales conferences where you get your team across across the stage and everyone's getting their rewards, sometimes these sales leaders are the ones that find themselves front and center. This is not what a sales leader who has servant leadership at the forefront of their mind does. The servant leader will demonstrate humility. They will step back so the team can step up. They do not promote themselves. That's not about them, never has been, never will be. They will always, always look to promote their people. And an interesting thing happens here is through the process of recognizing their team, through the process of advocating for their team, and certainly through the process of empowering their team, the sales leader becomes recognize and they get recognition but it's not something that they seek because their focus is wholly and solely on their team and they demonstrate a huge level of humility the other thing that these great sales leaders will do who are servant leaders is they'll let go of the need to care about what other people 
think about them. They recognize that, you know what, they're going to have to say some things and do some things that may be unpalatable, that may be difficult, may be challenging, but they do it anyway, irrespective of how they feel. And the big thing about this is they're not concerned about how other people think of them or what they think of them because other people's opinions should never ever become the sales leader's reality. What they are really focused on is making sure they're doing the right thing for the team, putting in the key principles in place that are consistent and making sure that they're communicating these on a regular basis. And why do they do this? Because they recognize that sales leadership is not about them. It never has been and never will be. It is 100% about their people. And the last thing they do, and there's probably many other things around servant leadership that I can go on about, but to wrap up this particular episode, a servant leader is a sales leader who also stands firm on their standards of excellence. They will be unrelenting and they will be ruthless in terms of setting the standards but also executing against those standards. They constantly model excellence and they'll build consistency, they'll build reliability, and they'll build credibility. They build trust. Servant leaders are leaders who are trusted implicitly by their team. But it doesn't come with the title. It doesn't come just because they become a sales leader. They have to work their butts off. And it comes through developing that level of independence versus codependency within their team. So if you look at your own sales leadership right now, how would you rate against each of these? These are but a few of the key attributes of servant leaders in relation to sales leadership. But one of the key things we need to do as a leader is first and foremost define reality. And part of that is to understand where we're at What's, what's good, what's not so good, what's working, what's not working so well. So reflecting on where you're, at, where you're at right now in terms of your own sales leadership and just asking yourself some questions in terms of those four key areas, valuing people, demonstrating humility, letting go of you know what people are thinking about you in terms of caring about what people think about you, but also standing firm in whatever the standards of excellence are that you've put in place. And if you, if you can answer affirmatively in each of those, then you're well on your way to being a servant leader in relation to your sales leadership. Now, the other thing to think about as well about this is one thing to do some reflection on yourself. If we actually went to your team and asked the same questions, how would your team rate you against these attributes? Would they be matching what you've actually thought about yourself? Because here's the thing, sometimes we can have a, a certain opinion, a certain belief about how well we're tracking, but until it's been verified and I guess challenged by others, uh, we don't really get a, a great sense. Now, we've got to be mindful of people's opinions and deal everything, deal with everything in terms of trying to get to the facts, the base facts and the irrefutable facts. But it's a really interesting exercise to do just to, to check with your team, how am I performing against these attributes? Do you see me demonstrating these things? And is there anything that I need to be working on? And that just builds a level of, I guess, self-awareness, but also social awareness and continues to build your EQ muscle as a sales leadership. So as we wrap up, servant leadership is in fact powerful sales leadership. It develops high quality and high performing salespeople and encourages future leaders to be developed, but above all, it delivers sustainable sales results, period. So be a servant sales leader. Not only will your team love you even more, so will your future self. So sales leadership and servant leadership intertwined and very, very powerful indeed. And as a reminder, if you'd like some help with this and if you are committed as a sales leader to wanting to take your leadership to an exceptional level and you know there's better results, more results and more you can do with your team but also extending your own sales leadership capabilities, I would love the privilege and the opportunity of having a conversation with you and potentially working with you one-on-one to help you do just that. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com or sit down and have a conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve, what are some key things you wanted to work on over the next three months and get you well on your way to becoming that exceptional sales leader in next to no time. 
So if you are committed to doing that, love the opportunity of having a conversation. So I look forward to that and also look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.